Hello, my name is Kristen Koyama and I'm 18 years old and here is my testimony. I am a soldier in the army of God. Jesus is my commanding officer. The Bible is my code of conduct and I'm a volunteer in this army. I'm enlisted in it for eternity. I'll either retire in this army at the Lord's return or I'll die in this army. But I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I learned this saying on my first mission trip. But let me take you back a few years. Ever since I can remember, I've been coming to church. I thought that being a Christian meant just coming to church every Sunday and saying your prayers. But as I grew older and started attending youth group, I began to realize that being a Christian meant more than just praying and coming to church every Sunday. During my first day of high school, I did not know anyone in my classes. And my English teacher told me to pair up with someone from my class for an icebreaker. Well, since I did not know anyone, I waited for the teacher to pair me up with someone. I did not know the person that I was paired up with. So I tried being nice and asked what he wanted to be when he grew up. He hesitated and said, I want to be a drug dealer. I was shocked to hear that what occupation this kid wanted to be, but I stayed calm and asked why he wanted to be a drug dealer, and he said, because they make a lot of money. I tried to be encouraging and said, well, doctors or pharmacists also make a lot of money. But the kid insisted that he also said he wanted to be a drug dealer. After my first day of high school, I felt that God was telling me to go to another school. But, <laughs> but at the same time, I was not sure if I would have friends at the other school or how the environment would be. But I followed God, and so the next day I transferred out and went to a different high school. During the same time, I was going through confirmation. My final was to give a speech on who Jesus is. I thought about who Jesus was, and I realized that Jesus was someone different to everyone. He's a father, a commanding officer, a teacher, or maybe just a friend. But to me, Jesus is all of those things and so much more. To me, Jesus is someone I can turn to for help or for comfort. After confirmation, I began to see that God was telling me not only to come to church and pray, but also to be a disciple and to trust him. At the end of my sophomore year, I accepted Christ during my second year at Gems Mountain with my cavalier during our one-on-one -on -one time. After I accepted Christ, I had a better understanding of who Jesus was and about a better foundation for my spiritual life. Through my faith, I am able to explain to others why I do this or why I don't do that. As I continue my life, I will remember the poem, I Am a Soldier. I realize that just as Jesus died on the cross and rose again, I also have been given a new life in Christ. A few years ago, I was given the opportunity to go on a mission trip. I was really nervous about going because it would be my first mission trip, and I wasn't sure if I was quote-unquote Christian enough to go. As I thought about it, I realized that being a disciple does not mean you have to know everything about the Bible. I realized that being a disciple means being able to explain to others what you have learned and how much love you have for God. By doing that, you can plant a seed and God will make that seed grow. Something I am beginning to understand is that we are faced with so many choices, and although we may think we see the light at the end of the tunnel, God can see that light so much clearer. I am learning that I need to put my trust in God and that he will help me make the right choice, even if it doesn't seem like that at first. As a disciple, you must also put your faith and trust in God, that he will help you and guide you. When I, asked, when I was asked to be baptized, I was not sure if I was ready. Pastor Lester and Pastor Andrew kept bugging me about getting baptized, but I wasn't sure if I was ready. I was really nervous about giving my testimony because I get really nervous when I have to do public speaking. I was not sure, and I'm still not sure if I was ready. So I prayed and I thought about it, if I was ready to get baptized. Then I remembered that I'm a soldier in the army of God and that I need to trust him and that everything happens for a reason. I also remembered the verse from Mark 16, 16. 
Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not will be condemned. And with that, I felt that I was ready to be baptized. As I continue my next chapter in life, and I go off to college, I will remember that Jesus is my friend, and that I have the foundation and the knowledge to be the best disciple that I can. Thank you. Mitchell. I'm 18 years old, and uh, my testimony is called A Whole New World. So, okay. so being a Christian is not a destination, but rather a journey that leads people towards many directions in life. There will be many mountains to climb and obstacles along the way, but those challenges are what truly shape ourselves and our faith. Baptism is not just a public confession of my faith, but also a celebration of my relationship with God and his relationship with me. The journey toward my decision to get baptized was not a simple journey, and I struggled so often to reflect myself as a Christian. While it would seem easier for someone who grew up in a Christian home to live their entire life for Christ, that would be wrong. If anything, maintaining my faith in Jesus was and will continue to be my greatest challenge in life. However, while it took me 18 years to figure out, I am finally aware of the two significant distractions that kept me from growing in my, relation my relationship with God, perfectionism and anxiety. Ever since I was born, I was raised in a Christian family whose connection with God provided me with unconditional love and support. Because of the privileges and opportunities I was given, I often sought to become someone that would make my family proud. No matter what I did, whether it was sports, school, or music, I always strived to be perfect. This goal to become a perfectionist invaded my life, and I often found that I was always comparing myself to others. Whenever I came across a flaw that I had, I would immediately find someone who did not have this flaw and become angry with myself because I was not like them. I wanted to have everything and be someone that had a purpose and value in the world. However, as I grew older, the flaws became more apparent and I could see myself falling further and further away from my perfectionism. It was not until my experience as a, at a Christian summer camp known as GEMS that I realized where my perfectionism was leading me. After listening to many incredible messages from speakers, meeting high school students who shared a commonality with me, and spending time with God alone in the woods, I finally realized the flaw within my perfectionism. God did not create mankind to be perfect, because if he was, we would find no need to trust and rely on him. God loved mankind and desired to have a relationship with us. However, my perfectionism was getting in the way of this relationship. To strive after perfection and only trust in myself was where I was losing a grasp on my faith. As I prayed and spent more time with Jesus, I saw how he was growing in me and teaching me the importance of being humbled. Jesus did not want me to try to be perfect, because there would always be someone to compare myself to. In Ecclesiastes 7.20, the verse states, There is not a righteous man on earth who does, not, who does what is right and never sins. The only person on earth that lived a perfect life was Jesus Christ. Therefore, rather than striving for perfection in material and external goals, I needed to find my, my imperfection through Jesus and use it as a way to grow in my faith with him. Even though gems had a significant impact on me, my perfectionism did not disappear completely. In the first semester of my senior year in high school, I received my first B ever in computer science. I remember feeling like I had lost my identity. <laughs> After having done so well the previous years in high school, getting a B came as a shock to me. Um, I played the shoulda, coulda, woulda game, seeing what I could have done to raise my grade or how I could have taken a different class because it was easier. I became angry and started to compare myself to others again. 
It was at this point in my life where God made himself apparent to me. As I prayed to him and listened, I realized that it did not matter that I got to be in high school. God created me with my own giftings and talents and wanted me to challenge myself. My grade was not a failure as I thought before, but rather a success in helping me to see my need for God. Matthew 5.48 states, Be perfect, therefore as your heavenly Father is perfect. Unlike my perfectionism before, which was primarily focused on my own accomplishments, my new goal was to try to, to develop my relationship with God, knowing that I am an imperfect person. Through this newfound epiphany, I came to the conclusion that I will never be perfect, and because of that, I can develop in my connection with God. Being imperfect allows me to see God's unconditional love for me and embrace the giftings and talents that make me who I am. Because of my perfectionism, anxiety was only natural. Ever since elementary school, I would always worry about everything, whether it was playing well at a piano recital, running a race, or getting good grades on exams, anxiety, anxiety never seemed to go away. I was afraid of failure and what the future had in store for me. I felt insecure whenever I had to step out of my comfort zone and hesitated to take risks if it, if it involved the unknown. This past year, I came across a point in my life where I needed to make a decision that would change my life forever. I had to choose what college to attend, and I was torn between three schools, UC Berkeley, UCLA, and UC San Diego. For months, I spent my days thinking about all of the different outcomes there would be if I had chosen one school over the other. I knew there was security choosing UC San Diego because I was in the School of Engineering, which had a set path for me in terms of classes and jobs. But with the other schools, I was left with the unknown because I had not decided on a major yet. It was during this point in time that I really began praying to God and reading my Bible. One passage that stood out to me was Philippians 4, 6-7, which states, Do not be anxious about, everything, about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This verse really connected with me because it was not so much about the idea that we should not be anxious, but rather we should lift our fears up to God. If we trust in him completely and know that he will provide for us, then anything is possible. Finally, after three long months, I ended up making the decision to attend UC Berkeley because it was a place where I felt I could grow not just academically, but spiritually as well. Even though I will be entering this fall without a clear idea of what I want to study, I know that God will provide for me. If I trust in him and his plan for me, the future will no longer be something to worry about. As stated in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. As I'm about to be baptized today, I feel ready to take a new step in my life. I want God to be a part of me forever, and I am willing to listen and obey his commands. My old self, which was distracted by perfectionism and anxiety, will be my past, and my new self, which is filled with the Holy Spirit, will be my present and future. I am so thankful for all the people that have supported and guided me in my journey, including my family, my friends, and Christian Layman Church. You have provided me with the foundation I need to make new disciples and others and to live a life entirely for God. Jesus will always be my Lord and Savior, and I will always remember that he gave his life to die on the cross for my sins. With this new stage in my life, I know that God's plan for me is filled with hope and a future, and that I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Thank you.
uh, Jesus died on the cross. And so in these waters, we're put to death just like he was put to death. And we're saying the old person is dead and gone. We're saying goodbye to the old person. I, w- I was teasing Chris and them and saying that the, the, the deeper the sin, the further you go to the bottom. And, um, and she looked at me like that. But what, what happens is we don't leave you in the, the, the baptismal pool to die. Um, by God's grace, he'll give me the power to lift you up And basically, again, we're identifying with Jesus. He rose from the grave three days later, and that means I have new life in Jesus. You know, it means, it doesn't mean that I'm nice. It means that I'm new. I'm a new person. I have a new identity, a new self, a new father, a new purpose, a new joy for my life. Does it change just a little bit of your life? No. It changes everything about life, and so you're new. And Jesus has made all all things new through his death. And you are his new creation. Okay, so Kristen, um, <laughs> I have a few words for you personally. Uh, I don't know if you were ready for that. Uh, Kristen, I think it was really very appropriate that you said that you're a soldier. And you, you are a soldier. You are a woman of great inner strength. Kristen is a woman who is not afraid to stand up for what is right. And there's that story that you share with me, I always remember it, of how there was a friend of yours, you were, you were out on a date together, and she shoplifted, and instead of like smiling or chuckling or actually joining her, you rebuked her. You said, that's not right. And I think that takes a lot of inner strength. You have, and I know this because we served together on the same leadership team, you have the gift of discernment and judgment. You are a wise counselor. I, I grew to trust your judgment on that team. You're not afraid to take responsibility. Christian, the word that I got for you when I was praying, and I shared this with you on the phone, is that this is just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more underneath. Uh, let, me rephrase, let, me, let me rephrase this uh, with another illustration. Let's just pretend it's, it's Christmas morning, and you get this gift that's as big as a car, but it's not a car. It's actually Jesus Christ. And with this gift are all these these thousand gifts within this one gift. And every day you're opening it up and you're discovering more, 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 more. There's more love, there's more enjoyment, there's more peace, there's more gifts, there's more pleasure, all in Jesus. And so I want you to be encouraged by this word. This is just the beginning, but there is so much more for you. Okay. I have three questions for you, Kristen, upon your baptism. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and do you acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior? I do. Do you have the assurance that God has forgiven you your sins, and do you desire to walk with him in newness of life? I do. In the fellowship of the church, will you attempt to obediently do God's will and walk in his holy commandments all the days of your life? I will. And Kristen, upon your confession of faith and in obedience to the command of Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Mitchell, today is a very special day, perhaps the most special day, as you publicly declare Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. As you grew up, I often wondered and hoped for this day. You are an ex a special and extraordinary young man whom God has blessed with many gifts. I've seen this since you were young. Your gifts include compassion, encouragement, kindness, loyalty, generosity, and social grace. I've seen you use your gifts to bless others and to bring God's glory. I delight when others recognize and see your gifts. Several times, parents of your teammates or friends will come up to me and they'll say, are you Mitchell Kwan's dad? We just want to tell you how much we love your son. When I hear those words, they remind me that you are God's beloved child and my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Today, with your baptism in Jesus Christ, you acknowledge that the source of your gifts are from your Lord Jesus Christ. Today, you also declare that you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So Mitchell, I have three questions for you. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and do you acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior? I do. Do you have the assurance that God has forgiven you, your sins, you and your sins, and do you desire to walk with him in newness of life? I do. In the fellowship of the church, will you attempt to obediently do God's will and walk in his holy commandments all the days of your life? I will. Upon your confession of faith and in obedience to the divine command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. And Lord Jesus, um, I make this prayer with humility. It's hard to follow you. It's hard to follow you. It's not easy in this world where everything is pulling for us to compromise. There's so many distractions. Sometimes it feels like there's not a lot of good models. And so I pray for Mitchell and for Kristen. Would you, would you just come into their life in a way where they just feel that they have so much enjoyment and so much pleasure and so many gifts in Jesus that it just pours forth and it just contagious. Would you continue to set their lives on fire and make Jesus the very center of their first love? I pray that they would know that what they have in Christ is so good and everything else just pales in comparison. That kind of life is only the kind of life that you can you, you can supernaturally fill up with. And would you do so by your grace and for your glory?
We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.